The gospel today, it starts out with the healing of uh, Simon or Peter's mother-in-law and then proceeds to show many other miracles or uh, exorcisms and it has only one little line and it's that one little line I wanted to focus on today. It says, right very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. And I was thinking about that, how Jesus explicitly went out to pray. Very often throughout his active life, he would spend the whole night praying, praying. And it's something that we desperately need today. And in praying over that, to not repeat the word too many times, I thought of St. Teresa of Avila. And there was a moment in the life of Teresa of Avila where she had already been a sister for a number of years and had prayed quite a bit. But she didn't put her whole heart into it. She wasn't really paying attention most of the time, allowing herself to be distracted. She was lukewarm at best. She was kind of blah. And there was a moment when she went before a statue in Avila, I believe, called the Ece Omo, or Behold the Man. It's named after that moment when Pilate had Jesus, who was getting ready, they were getting ready to crucify him. It was before the decision was finally made, and Jesus came out after he had been scourged and crowned with thorns. And Pilate said, Behold the man, in Latin, Ece Homo. And so, uh, in a Spanish kind of way, if you know Spanish statues, they're pretty graphic at times. And it's a pretty graphic statue, but it has the eyes of Jesus uh, looking sad and lovingly out at her. And she gazed upon the statue, and it was at that moment that her heart was profoundly moved in a moment of prayer. And she stood before the statue in silence, realizing the immensity of God's love for her, realizing how much God loves her. She realized how little she had given back in return. And it was a moment of conversion for St. Teresa of Avila. If my memory is correct, it was somewhere around 50 years old. And it was that moment that was the pivotal moment where she changed. She became the Teresa of Avila that we know, the Teresa of Avila that is legendary, the La Madre, as they say in Spanish. She became the mother of the Carmelites, the one who reformed all the Carmelites. And it's very interesting to look at her life. She realized um, many things about love in that prayer, One of the things that stood out to me was that she noticed that it is love alone that gives worth to all things. It's love alone that gives worth to everything. And for her, it was that prayer. But for her, prayer wasn't a matter of words. It wasn't words, first and foremost. It was about this regard or It's about loving, loving God and being loved 
being loved. And it was that moment before that statue that she realized, uh, beyond the statue, of course, that Christ actually loves her. And that would be the first thing I really want to drive home tonight, is that prayer is, first and foremost, an act of love, and is about a relationship. It's not about a long list of words, although those words help. It's like saying your relationship with your husband or your wife is about love, but you never tell him or you never tell her that you love her. Eh, I don't know if that works so well. I don't know if that works so well. How many times have I heard a husband or a wife say that they don't love, or the other one doesn't love them? And it's simply because the other one isn't saying the word. But nevertheless, prayer, not, a, not about words first and foremost. It is about an act of love. An act of love. Turning towards the Lord. About a real relationship with God. St. John Mary Vianney has a famous quote when he found a, uh, one of the farmers praying in the church just looking at the tabernacle for hours. It was right when he first arrived at his new parish in ours. And St. John Mary Vianney asked him, what are you doing? And the farmer just responded, I look at him and he looks at me. And that's the heart of prayer. And next, the transformative power of prayer. The transformative power of prayer. I cannot tell you how many witnesses I've received in my life of people who have had difficult youth, a difficult youth, or a trying time as they were growing up, and it was hours spent burning those hours looking at the Lord that was transformative. We say in psychology that a human person learns how to love themselves by looking in the eyes of someone else that loves them. So a child learns how to love himself by seeing how his parents love him. Ultimately, as an adult, the only way I've seen that is truly transformative to change how you even see yourself and how you see the world around you is by burning hours of prayer looking in the eyes of God. If you're trying to see your reflection, you won't see it. You won't see it. You go, I don't see me. It still remains selfish. But after years of selflessly loving the Lord, or even sometimes, not even years, we begin to see, yes, how much we are truly loved and lovable. Prayer is truly transformative. It also gives us an immense interior castle in a world where it seems generation after generation we become, for lack of better terms, weaker, not as tough, not as tough as we used to be. Where it seems to be that we are more and more fragile, it is actually prayer that builds up the interior. There's a famous Jew uh, who is a psychologist named Viktor Frankl who wrote a famous book 
called Man's Search for Meaning. And he spoke about the contemplation or this gaze, this interior gaze, as the strength that held him up while he was in a concentration camp and made him stronger than those that are physically strong. St. Teresa of Avila, to kind of start wrapping this up, she wrote a prayer that I love very much, and it's called her bookmark prayer. It's the one that she had on a little piece of paper, and it was her bookmark that she kept in her prayer book all the time. And it's much more beautiful than Spanish. It says, Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. All things are passing away. But God never changes. Patience obtains all things. Nothing is wanting to him who possesses God. Because God alone suffices. God alone suffices. And so you can find that prayer really easy. Bookmark prayer is how it is called. And it's a really, really beautiful one. But when you're praying, you realize God alone suffices. Everything else is passing, but God remains. Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. All things are in his hands. And there's nothing that we have that can make us worry. And so those three things about prayer. Prayer is a relationship that is real with God. Doesn't even need words, but words help quite a bit. It is truly one of the only things that is transformative. But it has to be prayer and not an imitation of it. Third, perseverance is found in prayer. Perseverance facing the challenges of life. And so I ask, is this not a call for renewal of our prayer life? Of, as we would say in the novitiate, when I was just getting started, wasting time before God, which is not truly wasting it, burning our time, looking at God and allowing God to look upon us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.